In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us this evening. Tonight, I have on a guest who is truly one of my most favorite and the most fun. And we are going to be talking about a subject that is very contentious and controversial within our field of sexuality education and for herself, the area of sex therapy. My guest is Dr. Diana Wiley, and she is a Seattle-based therapist, and she's associated with the Seattle Institute for Sex Therapy, Education, and Research. Dr. Diana is a board-certified sex therapist, a clinical sexologist, and a marriage and family therapist for 25 years. And, Diana, I'm assuming you're on with me? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Um, Lou was on my show earlier today, so we've had, we're friends and colleagues, and we I thank you for describing me as a favorite and fun. Of course, uh, back at you, back at you. You are a favorite of mine and so much fun. And uh, as girlfriends, we have so much fun, too. Absolutely, when we get together. Now, here's the thing. Let me ask you this, Diana. Have you ever seen a subject, the subject we're going to talk about today is, we're going to start the show with, is sex addiction. And have you ever seen a subject that has caused as much controversy or polarization within this field? No, I have not. And uh, at the most recent Quad S conference, which we've just come back from Mm -hmm. down in Los Angeles, and Quad S, 4S is the Scientific Study of Sexuality, and this was the 2012 Western Region Conference, and uh, we had a wonderful speaker uh, for the opening plenary, uh, Dr. David Linden, and he is the author most, re- he has two books, uh, but he's a neuroscientist out of Johns Hopkins, and the book that he uh, referred to in his uh, talk was The Compass of Pleasure, How Our Brains Make Fatty Foods, Orgasm, Exercise, Marijuana, Generosity, Vodka, Learning, and Gambling Feels So Good. So he did talk about 
sexual addiction. Mm-hmm. And, of course, during the Q&A time, there was uh, lots of um, feedback for him because uh, a lot of us sex therapists prefer to call it sexual compulsiveness. Mm-hmm. And um, But he had some valuable points, and uh, and this is based on brain uh Viewing, we can now look at our brains and see the pleasure circuits that are lighting up. Lighting up. So he said, with sexual addiction, all the liking got transformed into wanting. Now, how did he make the differentiation between? So instead of that you like it, you want it. And if you yeah, want he it, said, then what does that mean? Yeah, what that means is, um, well, first of all, he said it has nothing to do with frequency. Okay. But it, for somebody in his mind who is addicted, and we'll stay with that term for now, um, sexual addiction, um, that person is not taking pleasure anymore. It's um, that they... And, in fact, the brain has been rewired to an extent. Okay. And um, so they, they, he says that sex addicts have the same trajectory as other addicts. They develop the same tolerance to the behavior. So they have to have more and more sex to achieve pleasure, but they have a lot of trouble receiving pleasure. So, so when they, when he's saying they require again, so let's say someone who is an alcoholic, they require ten drinks instead of most people having two. Exactly. So they would require having in according to in, in is he is he a PhD? I would assume he is, or he's an MD. Yeah, he's a PhD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For Dr. Lindemann, would he when he looks at this, it's that they then require. X more people to have sex with, or does yes. it take them longer to have an orgasm, or is it just because? And, and you give me that answer, and then I'll ask another one. Yeah, he says that sex addicts have physical and psychological withdrawal symptoms mm-hmm. if they can't get the sex they need, and then, um, as I said, they go through the change in which liking gives way to wanting the the sex that they used to have which was transcendent and energizing pleasure is now simply a necessary fix to face the day so he says that sex addicts like other addicts feel strong cravings when they try to quit their compulsive now he uses the word compulsive behavior mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they repeatedly fall off the wagon now, um, yeah, he he's speaking of both women and men, correct? He is, but um, the men pretty much dominate this field. It's rare for a woman. It's usually the woman. We may be going too fast in terms of uh, the the way you'd like this interview to go, but it's usually the woman who complains, and she catches her husband say masturbating to porn, and she says, "You're a sex addict." Mm-hmm. And rather, I mean, with, you know, without having any training in the area, but just throws it at somebody. Yeah, and um, and will say, okay, you, you know, you need to get help, or I'm leaving. 
Mm-hmm. And rather than saying, you know, this upsets me, um, this would be the better way to go about it. This upsets me. Aren't I enough for you? What's going on? Let's talk about it. And right. sometimes, and sometimes they do. Well, in a case like that, I'd say they they need some professional intervention. Mm-hmm. So I've had a, a number of couples like that. Sometimes the guy comes in alone. My wife sent me, or my significant other sent me, and she feels like I'm addicted to porn, and and uh, he's not getting very much. In some cases, he's not getting very much pleasure. Okay. Now, let me ask you, mm-hmm. for, because, I mean, on, on our listserv, on our, you know, peer, one of our peer listservs, there is invariably, you know, mm-hmm. people start this conversation and it becomes very heated. Yeah. There are those people who claim, there are those people who make the statement, I should say, mm-hmm. that sex addiction is something that can be treated by a 12-step procedure. They follow... Mm-hmm a Carnes model of mm-hmm. a 12-step mm-hmm. treatment. Then there are the those in our field who do not like the term addiction at all. These these kind of are like the polarized ends of, you know, the continuum here. Mm-hmm. And they want it to be a behavior. They want it to be, you know, impulsive behavior, compulsive behavior. But I think what people have to understand is that for people who are doing this, mm-hmm. genuinely doing this, these having these behaviors occur, it isn't it isn't the pleasure of it that, that they're yeah. seeking. Yeah, it becomes um, it really does become compulsive. I recently saw a man who uh, was around forty, is around forty, and uh, he had his own business, which turns out he was neglecting. I asked him about that because he's watching three hours of porn a day and masturbating. Mm-hmm. And he claims his wife doesn't know about it. Um, so there's that. And I made a number of suggestions. But I think this might be a place to talk, Lou, about, you know, if somebody feels that they've got a problem and so how do I choose between seeing a sex therapist and going to a sex addiction treatment program? And, and how do you know, how would someone look at something? We have two minutes until our first break. Will we be okay. able to cover how would someone look at and know for themselves what they should be looking for? Yeah, well, let me answer that first question, and then maybe after the break we'll, okay. we'll do that. Because a sex therapist must have graduate-level training in both psychology and human sexuality. And an addiction counselor doesn't need either and almost never has both. And then, furthermore, a sex therapist understands um, a wide range of human sexual behavior and doesn't try to make patients normal. And normal, I put in quotes. An addiction counselor has a, in my view, and I know something about this, has a rigid model of normal sex and tries to help patients change to fit into that mold. Right. Sometimes they ban masturbation entirely, which I think is cruel. And then lastly, Lou, a sex therapist sees sex as a positive force right. that, that can legitimately be used in, uh, in many different ways. Um, an addiction counselor believes that using sex to feel good about yourself 
or fantasizing about a person um, while making love, you know, with A, while making love with person B is demeaning and a sign of mental problems. I mean, it's very common, especially for long-term couples, to fantasize about somebody else. You don't necessarily share that with your partner. No, 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 absolutely not. We are so, going to be, we're going to be coming to our break in okay. 10 seconds. My guest this evening is Dr. Diana Wiley. We're going to be talking about the hot-button issue in our field, uh, sexual addiction. Is it real or is it made up? Please stay with us. We'll be right back after this break. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tugginet.com. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for being with us. Tonight, my guest, Dr. Diana Wiley, and I are discussing sexual addiction, real or not. And just before the break, um, Dr. Wiley was giving a description of the difference. So let's say someone is curious, am I, am I not, how does one make a differentiation if they want to 
look at, you know, to, to find something for, for treatment or what's out there in, in the world. And she was talking about the difference between an addiction specialist and a sex therapist, which is really quite profound. Yes. And so the person may be saying, how do I choose between them? And, of course, <laughs> I am biased, but actually I've been in this business closer to 30 years now. Not 25, as you said at the top of the show. (laughs) You know, time marches on. Um, But I think, you know, you go to the trained professional, somebody like myself, some, most sex therapists see sex as an exciting journey that requires healthy decision making. Um, Not the non-professional, true believer frequently in recovery who sees sex as a destructive force needing to be controlled. And that's why they often will put a ban on masturbation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as I said before the break, I think that's cruel. Well, I remember a friend of mine who he himself said that he was a sex addict, and this is mm-hmm. one of the first times I'd ever heard this. And he said there's really four different groups, and he said some of them, these were all different 12-step groups, mm-hmm. but some of them... You can only have sex with a married partner. You are only allowed to, you know, that's, that's the only thing you're allowed to do. And in others, you know, he said they, and he would describe them in their layers of rigidity, down to nothing, you're not in a relationship, no masturbating, no nothing. Yeah. And, and I, that just struck me as this is a part of most people's, you know, how they express themselves in the world. It was it was so draconian and so yeah. shaming and so like a big huge cement block on top of their head. It was like squish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and yes, said, yes. I mean, right. And and these people are already feeling shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. And 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 also, why is this happening to me? What's happened? Well, part of the problem is that the, their brains have been rewired for all of this. And so... Uh, is this Lyndon's work? Is this well, a- yeah, this is partly, but other studies have shown that that the brain chemistry is, becomes different. Mm-hmm. Can it go back? Uh, it It can, but I think, you know, that's where the relationship comes in between the man and his partner, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, many women need to turn down the volume on their hysteric, hysteric, their hysteric, his, their hysterectical, no, their hysterical, there we go, hysterical <laughs> reactions regarding men or their man using porn. You know, women will shop to relax. Some women do, that's true. And... um so let's say you have this person who thinks that, you know, they're masturbating, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, once or twice a day. Mm-hmm. What would you say to this person? Um, I, I would say uh, you, first of all, need to consciously make a date with yourself to cut back. So if it's two hours a day, we want to cut it back to 45 minutes. You know, it's behavioral therapy. Okay. And then also to... Look at your whole life. And, of course, this is where we need to get 
the female partner in, or if it's a gay couple, you know, mm-hmm. the male partner, um, talk about how they can make their own sex life spicier, better. Or something that, that in, yes, but there's also the issue for some couples, mm-hmm. they've totally lost interest in one another. They have, and uh, David Linden talked about that. He, under the heading of sex and love, mm-hmm. and um, so you have a couple who's 20 years together, mm-hmm. and most will say they're not so passionate anymore. Um, you know, they may have become too attached, too much like companions, um, too much like sister and brother. So, but they have found with brain scans that one in 20 will say, um, no, we still have the passion. Mm-hmm. One in 20 after 20 years together. Mm-hmm. And, and then when they did the brain scans, the brains did, in fact, look like new lovers. And he said, we don't really know why, but um, it probably has to do with um, the one in 20 remain sexually active and the others are more like companions. But they stay sexually active. They stay romantic. They mm-hmm. stay conscious about it. But, you know, Diane, as far as you and I, you know, when we watch couples and couples talk to us, they will ask us, how do they create that? And, you know, the bottom line is, it is something that is very organic between the two people. Mm-hmm. We can give them as many ideas and as many, you know, suggestions as we can. But truly, what I have seen is that when that is something that was there initially in the beginning, when people make a point of constantly nurturing that feeling, it does continue. Yes. Um, you know this. I know this. Um, I, I'll speak about my relationship of now more than a year and a half, and it remains hot and passionate, and we stay very conscious and complimentary, and uh, it works. It works. Um, so many couples just forget to do the emotional, not only emotional foreplay, but the emotional nurturing. And so I see lots of couples where they've been married a long time and the relationship really is dying from emotional undernourishment. They mm-hmm. stop saying what they appreciate and value about the other. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, no. You know, I don't care what anyone, you know... However people behave within their relationship, Mm -hmm. truly one of the most important things that you can do is to tell someone how important they are to you. Absolutely. Say the words. Women say, make love to me in my ear. Yeah. Don't just think them. Say them. Uh Say them. So what does Lyndon say then for, you know, I would refer to this behavior as compulsive behavior and impulsive behavior. And I tend to go with Dr. Eli Coleman's. Um, description of things. Mm -hmm. But what I do know, when it comes to people who do have compulsive behavior and impulsive sexual behavior, they really do, I mean, it is impacting their lives. They aren't enjoying. It's 
the chase of it. They're not enjoying the sex as much. And then as soon as they do it, they go, oh, God, I'm never going to do this again. Dr. David Linden, um, since he's a neuroscience and he's talking about the brain mm-hmm. and all the pleasure centers in the brain, and he he talks about evolution and pleasure circuitry is about 600 million years old. (laughs) No. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I just, before I answer your question, I'm, he said, uh, he said, you know, you really can't fake an orgasm, uh, because the, the rectum with true orgasm vibrates. And um, that reminds me of a story. I, I can speak openly uh, on this radio show, right? This mm-hmm. is, a, this is uh, actually, it's a joke, but I think it fits here. So the professor is um, lecturing about orgasm and the vibrations in the rectum. And, and uh, <laughs> so he sees a co-ed and uh, the, the student, young student in the first row and, um, He's he's trying to wake up some of the other students, although he's talking about sex, so they should be fairly awake. So he said, uh, um, "Do you know what's uh, what your asshole is doing uh, when you're having an orgasm?" And she said, "Yeah, he's probably down at the bar with his buddies." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> but. So, doctor, you talked about the pleasure centers being six million years old. Yeah, six hundred million. Six hundred million. Yeah, the pleasure circuitry. So it's very old. Um, and because uh, the title of his talk was "Vice Virtue and the Brain's Pleasure Circuits." Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but so we're back to the brain and what may happen with twenty-year couples. Um, they were talking about the dopamine system and, you know, Helen Fisher's work says that um, the brain produces dopamine, which is mm-hmm. a hormone of arousal, typically in the beginning stages of a new love. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have uh, passion as you go along, you need to trick the brain into producing more dopamine, the hormone of arousal, which needs novelty. Right. Which was so, the thing, that's what Esther Perel speaks of, is that don't become too comfortable. Yes. Have things slightly on edge. Exactly. Exactly right. So um, so you don't have enough dopamine mm-hmm. and uh, in the system, and so that's one of the reasons that couples uh, drift apart, sexually speaking. And everything becomes more about maintaining. And here's the other thing I'll tell you. The moment that you are not having something that's being created in a relationship or created in a business or created or going forward, you are in maintenance. And the moment you're in maintenance, that means you, it's not expanding. And That's such a go- good point, Lou. I like that. And that's something that I think couples have to really pay attention to. We're going to our first break. My guest is Dr. Diana Wiley, talking about sex addiction, real, made up. And please stay with us. We'll be right back.
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Girlfriended is on TogiNet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriended Principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. DeVette will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. Tonight, I am with Dr. Diana Wiley, and we are discussing the whether or not sex addiction is real, um, if it's made up, and if someone thinks they're, they have an issue with it, what are their possible solutions? What can they do? And we did sort of touch on that, you know, Diana, you know, see a trained professional, correct? I find think they have a better person. chance to find solutions um, for the problem if they're seeing who the, the trained professional, the sex therapist, can look at various aspects of the 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 patients, the clients' life, because it is true. We know now from brain imaging studies that both new love and orgasm strongly activate the dopamine using medial forebrain pleasure circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very real. Um, and um, I would, you know, talk about 
to couples that are together a long time and want to remain monogamous, they need to trick the brain into producing more dopamine. And to do that, uh, they need to create novelty within their monogamous relationship. So they play out fantasies. They make love in different places. They listen to shows like this. They read about sexuality. They watch sex education or maybe female-produced porn, which might be a good segue into the adult entertainment panel that um, I uh, went to at this last meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, you, okay, yeah. before, we, before we go to sure. the panel, yeah. what I'd like ha- people to leave with is a, the sort of little statement, okay, I'm dealing with this, where do I go? You can go to the ASEC website. Mm-hmm. You can contact Dr. Wiley. And she yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm board certified not by ASAP. No, you're not. You're not. You're, you're... So I'm not on there. But uh, you know, people can go to my website, which has the contact information, drdianawiley.com, W-I-L-E-Y. Uh, Diana, like the princess or the goddess, you know. Diana. Because <laughs> what? I know that there are times when people... This is just my own personal bias relative yeah. to the 12-step program. Uh-huh. Anytime you're telling someone that, you know, can people actually be healed? Can they be, you know, can they be made whole or are they constantly going to have to have this as something they are aware of trying to maintain control of for the rest of their life? I really am not a big fan of their first comment of, I am powerless over this. Well, then exactly how are you supposed to get power over it if you tell yourself you're powerless? Oh, that's such a good point, and and I I don't think it applies to sexuality. I don't think it does either. You do have power over it. You can make healthy choices. I, I I absolutely agree, And but it's more like... The baby steps of learning it. And yes, people do come to terms with things. And yes, they do get to a point of they will have the feeling of they are in control of their lives. I want people to know that they're, you know, this is not something that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and taking them more out of their lives. There are solutions for them. Yes, there are. You wanted to say a little more about the ASEC site? Was that just well, about finding just, a... You know, so finding they a can find a good sex therapist in their area. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, they, yeah, mm-hmm. that site is www.aasect.org. Right. Um, so there was also a panel talking about how the brain gets rewired that was um, had um, members of the adult industry who were talking about, and what, was, what exactly was the title that they presented it under? Um, well, I have to look to the program. I took, I took some notes. Um, How sexual media... Uh, here impacted. it is. Uh, so it was Adult Film Industry Panel, mm-hmm. and it was uh, moderated by Carol Queen, who is mm-hmm. a very articulate... Dr. Carol Queen, right, and Nina Hartley, and uh-huh. then there were a couple of no-shows, including um, 
a guy who's been in the porn industry a long time. So they brought in a, probably at the last minute a professor Deans or Dines, and uh, she had been with Planned Parenthood for a long time. Very articulate panel, mm-hmm. uh, and of course Nina Hartley is proud to proclaim that she has been in the business for 28 years. Wow, well, she was considered to be, what was the term they used, America's sweetheart of porn? Yes, and she was in a number of Candida Royale's movies, mm-hmm. um, including A Bridal Shower, and they were wonderful. And, of course, Can- Candida Candace, uh ha- was the pioneer in, in making female-friendly porn starting in 1984. Right. Um, that really values women and... Um, and she was one of the first to stop with the cum shots on the face. Really, it's like enough already. Yeah, really. And to that's someone else. That, you know, that is what is the fantasy for a man to see, not what a woman wants to have happen. Exactly right. So Nina had a sense of humor because she said she's 28 years in the business. She said she's now working with people younger than her implants. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, she does have she has a nursing background. Yes, she got she got she became a registered nurse in nineteen eighty five. She is very smart. She has sold a million units of her sex education films. Oh good for her. So she kinda combines porn and sex ed. But if she talked about porn, the makers of porn, straight porn Mm-hmm. She said, these are like live-action cartoons. They're entertainment, and they should not be considered sex education. She said, very little porn is educational. Well, we, I think... By yeah. intent. Well, it it's is fantasy. It's not about it negotiation, uh, you know, that couples might have between each other. Um, but the good thing about a lot of male porn is that the women are their own agents. They they don't die. <laughs> you know, they're sexual, they're enthusiastic. Mhm. So that part is probably good and you and you always know how it ends. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now here's the question. Did, yeah. What do they think is the const, what, what do they think is the main trend then that's coming forward on the impact of people and how, you know, sexual, you know, se- sexual media has been impacting people's function, sexual functioning. Is that what yeah, you were well, she Yeah, yeah. She said, um, so Internet uh, porn started in around 1998. Um, but between 84 and 98, she said porn reflected more of the culture. She said with the Internet now since 1998, not so much anymore. Yeah, that the that porn can can actually shape sexuality, um, and uh, what's happened to her, and this works out very well for her because she's now in her early fifties, looking great, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she said that uh, there are more uh, porn uh, films that that portray women over 35. Mm-hmm. And she said that you have some baby boomer men who now have teenage daughters, and they don't want to see 18-year-olds in the porn. 
it's too close to, they, you know, they just don't want to see it. They're not comfortable with it. Okay. So they want to see a woman who's, who's older. They want to see an attractive older woman. So she said porn showing women over 35 is really growing quite a lot. Um, it's a growth market. Uh, okay. So that's a trend. And, um, yeah. <clears throat> Do they talk about anything? Because you and I have had this discussion, Diana. The, I have seen an expansion in the area of kink and of, you know, outside of vanilla sex, regular, you know, coupled, you know, girl on top, boy on top sex. Mm-hmm. And did they speak of anything of that growing amount? Because I'm seeing more of the porn as really not respectful to women and more hardcore and more it's only about what, you know, the man can get. It has nothing to do with the woman's pleasure. Well, because this porn is produced for men. And right. and it's, it's it, and it is fantasy, and it's not respectful, and that's why Candida Royale was just brilliant in coming in and setting the scene for other women to come in and make porn. So now there's some pretty good porn being made. But kink is about I don't know pushing the limits even further. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but you know when we we speak about this, I see people thinking that they want to be kinky. Or they're into kink, but when you ask them, they're not sure what that is. Oh, that's interesting. And and I'm kind of like, hmm, okay. And when <clears throat> and they'll do something because their partner says they want to do it because they've been watching it online. Did they? And now we have one minute until our our final okay. break. One of the other things that I've seen that has happened with the adult industry is there's been a real change because so much material online is free. Absolutely. And then you've also got the uh, amateur porn. Exactly. And the amateur stuff. I, and know, it's I have huge. To, it's yeah, huge. I, know, I look at this and I go, who in their right mind <laughs> thinks they look good? But, you know, if they think they look good, have at it. Well, yeah, I, you know, that's, that's the charitable attitude. <laughs> We're going to go to our break. <laughs> My guest is Dr. Diana Wiley, and we've moved on from talking about sex addiction to the adult industry and the impact it's having on people's sex lives. Please stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. 
from Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events. Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan. Sherwood MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spiritual perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 Central here on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And... Before the break, we were discussing, Dr. Wiley and I, Dr. Diana Wiley and I, were discussing, <clears throat> and if you wish to be um, look at do, uh, Dr. Diana's site, it's Dr. D-R Diana, D-I-A-N-A-W-I-L-E-Y.com. Um, we were discussing the impact of porn on people's sexual behavior, and it's from a panel at the Quad S Society for Scientific Studies Sexuality Western Region, which was just held. And I think Nina Hartley's comment, who was one of the panelists, now what did you say, Diana, that overuse is? Um, she said uh, for anything, overuse of anything is displacement. And, um, you know, that's, that's profound, that's requires a lot of discussion um but uh, if you do if if you look at sex education and porn it can be a positive thing you know i I narrated two volumes of great sex for a lifetime which is about baby boomer sex and Mm -hmm. and and i loan out my copies to couples and you know for a woman to say or a man that looks like fun it's um it's and then let's maybe try that. I encourage them to watch it and stop it. And, and it is explicit, but it is educational. And, um, the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the people against porn, there are some real strong feminists. They produced a movie called The Price of Pleasure. And according to this panel, I haven't seen it, but, 
the movie is a pack of lies, and the methodology is bad, and um, they pointed out that when people go after porn, there is no science, no science, um, that it would be ideal to say, say a man or a woman, I watch porn and I vote. <laughs> and uh, and it's good, you know, that women, there is a glass ceiling in porn, women owning their sexuality, uh, that women would rather be called a slut than a victim. Well, you know, and here's the other thing. Somewhere at some point, as you were talking about, <clears throat> Nina saying from 84 to 98, the adult industry in porn did represent the culture, but then as soon as the Internet took off, then it literally became something that only became what someone's fantasies were. And yeah. I remember, and I would always know when I was doing a presentation, when there was a new trend in the you know, adult area, mm-hmm. that, because it was showing up in these women's bedrooms. And they would ask me, what is with blah, blah, blah? And I'd be particularly, as an example, the first one was, what is with all this stuff with anal sex? Ah, uh, yes. What's this thing with double penetration? Then it was, what's this thing with, you know, we're supposed to be doing, you know, the dancing? And, and let me tell you something. All the shoes that are considered such high, you know, high fashion shoes. And listen, I have a degree in buying and merchandising from Fashion Institute in New York. And let me tell you something. Those shoes that are on everyone's feet are hooker shoes. Those are the hooker <laughs> dancing shoes. Here, you know what are. another word for them is? What? Fuck me shoes. Yeah, exactly. Fuck me pumps. <laughs> yeah, or pumps. Yeah, oh, that's right. And, but I looked at these things when they first came out, and I was like, oh, my God. These are, these are, you know, these are the dancer shoes. Mm. And, and I mean, and I remember getting catalogs of them when I go to the adult industry, um, the adult novelty um, expo. Yeah. And they would have all these shoes that now are considered to be, you know, excuse me, you could buy them for, you know, $89 instead of $1,500. Uh-huh. But when I look at the impact, I mean, all of the things now for women's bodies are very much impacted by what is being seen in porn. Let's be really candid here. One of the main reasons that women wax and have as many things done for their pubic hair area is because of what is in porn films. And the reason it was done in porn films is because they couldn't get a good shot if there was a lot of pubic hair. It's always about visibility. Mm-hmm. And so and, that's why they'll show yeah. a man with his tongue sort of poking in a little direction, sort of wingling around. Is that supposed to be great oral sex? No. That isn't what works. No, but, but that gives them a good camera angle. Exactly. If they showed what was actually happening, you would not have a shot. No. I mean, good cunnilingus is much more uh, varied and... Uh, exquisite and, um, you know, for a man to do it well. Now, that is the advantage that, that some of the sex education films, and, and you've done one for Sinclair, at least one. Right? I do, I, no, I've not done one with Sinclair. Oh, okay. I thought you did the pregnancy one with them. No, they... Um, oh, that they, was, no, that was Lori Buckley. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, I didn't, I mean, they took my material. Yeah, oh, but, that's right. <laughs> Okay. There you go. Well, um, but but a lot of the Sinclair sex ad uh, DVDs are good. 
They, you know what? And their intention is to deliver information so that people can see real people. I will say the best one that I saw that came out that really talked about different things for different types of couples was what um, Dr. Bill Staten mm-hmm. um, put together, and that was terrific for. And what they showed were real couples, and they showed, you know, uh, and and these were. You know, one was um, a young Hispanic couple, and she'd obviously had children, and yet it showed real bodies. It didn't show something stylized, and it showed couples that had that organic mm-hmm. connection. Right. And I, I think that's something that people, they, they want to see people they can identify with. They want to know that it's, okay, that could be me. They don't want to see someone that doesn't look like them, which is why it makes me so wingy when I see them showing and depicting everything that isn't real. I mean, these women's bodies aren't real. Yeah, like the Playboy bunnies with implants, although I've noticed that with mainstream porn now, they're, they're using a lot of women with smaller breasts and that, that are, are real. That are, that are natural. For anyone who's interested... Um, Diana, tell me again the name of the the film series that you did with the Boomer one. Well, it was Great Sex for a Lifetime, and it's on my website. It's the Sinclair Institute, and they can be found at bettersex.com. Okay. Um, It's it's geared for baby boomers, but there are younger people, you know, having sex and and in the scenes that are explicit. Uh And then there are baby boomer types with clothes on being interviewed. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of and it's kind of sweet about how they talk about their relationships and right. and uh, yeah. Because and, I I have the um in the sex therapy video series. Uh-huh. That was um in it was um Herb Samuels. Oh yeah. Uh, Joy Davidson and um Bill Staten, and right. the, it can be, you can find it at, and what's the group, it's hsab.org, so it's www.h as in Harry, s as in Sam, a as in alpha, b as in boy.org. Okay. And there's one for um, lesbian couples, there's one for um, gay male couples, and then there's another for straight couples. And what I will often tell men is, listen, if you want to have a good idea of what women might like in particular areas, look at some of the things that are done in girl-on-girl scenes because yes, women, very who, good advice. You know, lesbian women are very, it is an important thing for them to be able to do their cunnilingus well. My older sister is gay, and when I was writing my second book, the How to Give Her Absolute Pleasure, uh-huh. I was like, okay, I've never been with a woman, so I better find out. So I called up Sherry, and he was Sherry, help. What do I need to know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She walked me through some particular things and said, okay, I'm going to point you in this direction. I'm going to point you in that direction. Right. That was very smart. It, and, you know, there also is now a line of toys coming out that have produced solely by women. And it's, you know, lesbians for lesbians, and it's called Wet for Her. And what they're looking for is exactly what's going to work for them, not from something that's been modified within a 
male mentality developed product. Well, this is so smart. You know, we we learn so much visually. Oh, there's no there's no question, and that's why when I will say to people, if they can see something that they can identify with, mm-hmm. then they can move forward with it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, when we look at, I think the message I'd like people to take away from tonight, relative mm-hmm. to the impact of the adult industry, mm-hmm. please remember it's designed to be entertainment, and I yes. am. You know, I remember, and I just was told this, and remember we were talking about this earlier today, that 90% of the sales on the Internet are as are related to the porn industry. Isn't that just amazing? I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's such a huge business. It's enormous. Um, and that's why there are so many people involved in it. Uh, of course, you do see... Uh, with women, every single possible body type you could imagine. Uh, of that, there is no question. Now, yeah. we have one minute left in the show. Yes. Dr. Wiley, yes. is there anything you else you would like to share with people? Um, I would like to say stay open, learn all you can. Knowledge is power. Um, we... Uh, folks who are sex educators and therapists often, very often, have sex with less anxiety because we have the knowledge. So empower yourself by getting more knowledge, maybe doing, you know, sex therapy doesn't tend to be that long, really. Uh, no, it's, it, it can be quite short. We have probably 10 seconds. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Lou, for having me once again on your show. I always love having this time with you. It's just really fun. Absolutely. My guest is Dr. Diana Wiley. She can be reached at drdianawiley.com. That's D-R-D-I-A-N-A-W-I-L-E-Y.com. Diana, a big hug. Thank you. Hey, big hug back. Thank you. Bye-bye. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join 